Blog Talk Radio. Neither of the birds in the nest have a win going into week three of that. Whew. Rough start, Shammy. Very rough. Combined 0 and 4 on the podcast. Tough, tough rough. stuff. The definition of a rough start. But you know what? We're going to power through it. Uh, can't deny I've gotten real discouraged in the last week. But uh, we got to keep bringing you great content. So we're going to first here, and uh, contrary to rumors otherwise, the bird's nest is alive as well. We are uh, coming to you today. I'm uh, actually traveling, uh, as I do most weekends, and uh, I'm in the car. So uh, I will call back in. Danny will uh, hold, hold everything together in that time. Hopefully that won't happen. If I get the blue lights behind me, I'll just have to let you know and uh, – I'll probably try to keep broadcasting, but uh, keep the phone, uh, you know, over in the seat so maybe you can hear what's going on. But uh, I will not be able to talk during the uh, if that happens again. I hope none of that happens. Hope I'm not using myself, but yeah. we're in for a great show. I, uh, hopefully, I want everyone to know. Show. I want everyone to know real quick that if you do drop the call, it'll probably just be me panicking probably playing Freakazoid, and I'll forget to mute myself while I just scream like, oh, God, where is Drew? Where is Drew? What do I do? So um, hopefully that doesn't happen. Otherwise, you guys will have a shaming meltdown live from the bird's nest. That would be kind of sweet. I might have to drop on purpose. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think we got a great show in store. <clears throat> it's going to be a little quicker than usual. We don't have a guest in the nest tonight. Uh, you know, we have had some, some – from a few members that said they thought it was a little lengthy, so we're going to try shortening it up at times. But mm-hmm. obviously, we're not going to let the length of the show get in the way of bringing you top-notch content like we did last week with uh, Kevin or the week before with Hughes in the Nest. So, be looking for some more guests in the Nest segments in the next coming weeks, but tonight, it's just us. Just us here in the Nest. Yep. Yeah, right. an empty Nest tonight, but uh, we'll have someone for you next week. That's right. We got a big one in store. Already booked them actually, but uh, had to push it back to, to next week just due to some scheduling issues. So, uh, yeah, 
But uh, let's dive right into it. First, we're going to do some talking football here. I wanted to know uh, <clears throat> each one of our biggest winners from the first two weeks and, of course, the biggest loser from the first two weeks. And we'll just start with the biggest winner. I'll do mine, then you do yours. Uh, I think my biggest winner for the first two weeks is Day. Day uh, is dominating with a capital D, and uh, he beat the shit out of Rack, and then he beat Davey by a field goal, about three points. I didn't see how it ended, but uh, still an impressive win over a great player. And, uh, yeah, I didn't see Day coming out of the gate, especially as he picked the Giants at number 10. I, didn't, I, thought, he, I thought he reached a little bit there. Maybe it was around 10, 10 or 9, mm-hmm. something like that. But uh, I thought he reached a little bit. Obviously, they have a, uh, you know, really sexy pieces, but uh, I didn't think they were capable of coming out of the gate like this. So hats off today. He's my biggest winner of the first two weeks. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good pick. Um, I was pretty shocked to see that that he beat Davey after Davey came off a pretty convincing win against Huss, and then Day ends up beating Davey. I didn't see the game either. Maybe a little bit of stay clued, maybe Davey sandbagging it too, just like just like I said Brad would be doing. But, yeah, I'm not sure. But for me, my biggest winner, I almost wanted to go go uh, Scropes, but I got to go with uh, with Danny. Danny, I wasn't a believer at the beginning of the year, and I got to say, I'll put my hand up. I fucked up. I should have believed. The team got its heart, even though the, you're not the Cowboys. They still have heart. You know, you you beat up on Reed week one, and then you somehow 13-7. to seven, I don't know how that ha- – although me and Scroats had a pretty low-scoring game too, but 13-7 against Sharp. Uh, so it looks like looks like he's in the driver's seat in that division right now after two weeks. And like I said, I should have been a believer, and I wasn't, and that's why I got him as my biggest winner. I'm sorry, Danny, please forgive me. Yeah, well, I wish I could say, uh, you know, he convinced me to change my opinion, but I've been a believer all along. So, mm-hmm. uh, But that is a good pick. He's had a successful two weeks. So, uh, But then we'll go on to the biggest loser. Shouldn't be a shock to anybody. I'm picking myself here. Popular, uh, popular rap song goes, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. You wasn't with me on the field throwing six pick sixes. Uh, and that is an exaggeration, but I have thrown uh, both games I've had at least five five picks thrown. And last game against uh, Prez, I had like three pick sixes. Uh, so, I, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. It's just total meltdown mode, 24-7. I feel like I've never played before. You know, mm-hmm. and I can play head-to-head and be all right. You know, I, the games me and you played, you won both of them, but, you know, they, were, they weren't 63 to, to 7 or 10 or whatever it was. I've given up a combined over 100 points in the first two weeks as well. So, stay clued on that. Kind of set a record there, but – yeah, enough about that. It is it is very depressing, but uh, I'm going to power through it, like I said at the beginning of the show. If any of you guys have any tips, I'm always open to tips. You know, uh, a lot of you probably don't remember this, but I was once one of the worst players in the league when I came into the league, and then I, I, I got some tips. I think tips uh, are always good. I got some tips, got a little better, made some runs with a competitive player, and now I'm back at the bottom. So I'm looking for tips, looking to get back on top mm-hmm. of the tips. So, uh Shout out my DMs if you got some tips. <laughs> yeah, well, like I've told you, I think you need to stop trying to play Madden 16. Um, 
I think people get caught up in the last Madden and start trying to use what it what worked in that. But since you never really were good at Madden well, 17, Madden. you're still trying to play Madden 16. Yeah, that's probably right. That's, that's, that's good advice. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> right, on to the next one. But, yeah, I got uh, I almost went with myself because, again, I'm 0-2. But, you know, I lost to some pretty good opponents uh, with close nail-biter games against Prez and Scroats. But I'm going to go here with uh, Huss. Huss is my biggest loser. Um, and he's he dropped the game against Davey, like got blown out by Davey week one. Week two, he lost to Jeff, who Jeff was good last year, but he was also just cheesy good. Like I feel like he just got a lot of wins against bad opponents to up that win, win, winning, uh, whatever the hell it's called, to up his record. Percentage. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Winning percentage. That's a word. Um, but I feel like, you know, Huss, here's the thing is you you own up to it. You're saying, you know, like, I suck. I'm sucking. I got a great team. Huss is sitting here acting like he can't play with the Cardinals, needs the Niners, who have a way worse roster than the Cardinals. And he keeps sitting here complaining like as if he can't play with the Cardinals or whatever. No, man. Like, stop making excuses. Just own up to you need to work on some shit. Fix it. You got like 295 speed wide receivers. You have like 88 speed linebackers at basically every linebacker position. Get it together, man. Stop. Stop it. You should be winning this division. Not Scroats, not me. It's supposed to be you. And here you are at 0 2 along with me. What the hell's wrong with you, man? So that's, yeah, that's, that's who I got as my biggest. I think I, I picked him to win the division, but I also have you winning the uh, – or I picked, I picked you to win the division, but I have him in as a wild card, I believe. So, mm-hmm. I think I have Scroach in too, maybe. I'll have to go back and look at my predictions. I have them all in the archive. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on, to, uh, on to this next thing, which is really just, again, it's crazy that the, the, the nest is on four. You know, I, I like I said, we both play two good opponents each week. Smart and Nate and Press for me, both competitive good opponents, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, ever since Bulls put the Mormon curse on us, we haven't seen much success. And it's, it's 100% the Mormon curse. Uh, Brigham Young himself came down and, and put that curse on us. It's really unfortunate, and I've lost my two games in Bulls fashion for sure. They've been down to the wire. I lost to Prez. Lost to Prez by breaking the fourth down rule. I was thinking... It's a tie game. I put on fourth and forward. I don't know. We didn't have the rules up yet on the, you know, where I could just type it into chat. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I can go for it here. And I couldn't, but I didn't convert anyway. And it put Prez in field goal range. I definitely should have just punted. And then I had Jimmy Graham suspended for the next week. Uh, against Scroats, I called the cover two. This was 100% of Bolt's meltdown, like the time you uh, – you beat him with a Tavon Austin streak when he called cover one. I called cover two up one because I thought he was going to try to nickel and dime me in the field goal range. And he hit a post over the middle for a touchdown. And then obviously, you know, there was like 20 seconds, 15 seconds left in the game at that point. So I didn't stand a chance. It was all over. Definitely some bolts meltdowns I've had the, first, the last two weeks. There's no doubt in my mind that it's the Mormon curse. Yeah. And, I mean, as I already talked about at length earlier, my my two games really speak for themselves, definitely cursed. I am known to throw a lot of picks at times, but, you know, mm-hmm. 
not to this this level of magnitude. So yeah, I blame Bolts. I blame Brigham himself. And you know, check it out, Bolts. I'm gonna put a reverse curse on you and Brigham himself by now saying LSU is gonna beat the shit out of BYU tomorrow, and it's not <laughs> even gonna be close. It's in New Orleans. It's a home game. It's over with. It wouldn't matter if it was in Provo because they're cursed now. BYU is going to have one of the worst years in school history. Mark it down. Embrace the bait. Is the Mormon curse or the bird's nest curse worse? We're about to find out, baby. We're about to find out. <laughs> good, good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a crazy wild week uh, last since we last had a podcast. A lot of stuff's happened. I'm an admin now. Davey's not an admin anymore. We almost lost the league, some say. Uh, you know, it's a crazy, crazy week, crazy ride, but what am I yeah, I'm a big I'm a big believer in the butterfly effect. And for all our dumb mates out there who don't know what the butterfly effect is, shame enlighten them. Yeah, maybe you guys have seen the movie. Uh, that might help you a little bit with what the butterfly effect is, but I promise you we're not doing any time travel here. But uh, the butterfly effect is the phenomenon whereby a, min- a minute localized change in a complex system can have large effects elsewhere. Right. So I went back through the archives, which Jamie and I keep very detailed archives of league history because we never know when we'll need it for our history sake. And uh, so we were going back through the archives, and I found the flap of the butterfly's wing. I found the event, the minute localized change in the complex system. And I'm going to tell you what it is. You look back just a week ago, a little more than a week ago, it was when Dylan's PS4 broke. When Dylan's PS4 broke, that set off a chain of events that has changed the way the league looks today. Some say for the worse, some say for the better, some say we've weathered the storm, some say there's more storms to come. I think say until it's far get, from the course. <laughs> until we get Dylan's PS4 back and running again, which some say it is. That's another thing. Some people are saying a lot of shit. Some hey, say this, some say that. <laughs> Stay clued. Basically once Dylan's PS4 gets fixed, I think we're going to be through this thing. But just for those who don't know, Shami, let's run back through the series of events that have happened since Dylan's PS4 broke. Yeah. Real quick, though, on Dylan's PS4, I do have a stay clued on that, which is uh, I did leak a DM with him when he was asking me. He, he supposedly went to a friend's house to play his Madden game, so he actually got to play a game. Uh, but my stay clued is that his PS4 didn't break. This is the same guy that stole his TV at community college a year ago, about the same time even, and Dylan just had to beg him to let him play his PS4 for a game. And so that's what I think is actually going on here. Dylan's getting bullied. Maybe he went back to community college without telling us. And uh, Well, let me tell you this. I'll tell you this. Another, another, uh, another prophecy or promise or whatever. Dylan, if that's the case, if you're getting bullied, just send up the call. Let me know. I'm going to come in like the Cajun Navy and beat the shit out of this guy who's bullying you. Take your TV back. Take your PlayStation back. We're going to set this whole thing right. Then we'll go out to eat for some drinks at Ivar's. So, <laughs> Dylan, if that's going on, let me know. And, again, I'm going to come in like the Cajun Navy, some fucking badass. 
<laughs> All right. There you so, go. Like, like I said, yeah, take, there's a little bit of a steak glue there just to check out the butterfly effect. Always be looking for the minute change, the localized change in the complex system. There's no doubt the league is a complex system. And you would think mm-hmm. Dylan's PS4, you know, going out of commission would be a small change, but it's made a huge difference. So stay clue to those little changes and be looking for them and other things. But uh, let's move on to some segments. Like I said, we're going to try to wrap, wrap through these things pretty quick. Uh, quicker show today. Um, let's do Smart Nate Dumb Nate first, Shammy. What do you got for us? Smart Nate Dumb Nate. Yep, I got uh, Arlene Stark, 54 years old, of North St. Louis, called 911 to complain she paid her drug dealer too much money for marijuana. According to the Post Dispatch, she said she'd been scammed and was looking for consumer protection. When police arrived at her home, they took her complaint and took her to jail. She was charged with misusing 911. It is now free on a $1,000 bond. Smart Nate or dumb Nate? Uh, I'm going smart Nate. I do think it's kind of smart. I mean, here's the deal. Uh, you never know when you get ripped off till you get back home most places, especially if she didn't, she didn't trust the guy very well. So she might have got back home. Realized she shorted her a little bit. She paid for more than she she got. She thought, hey, what's the? She's fifty, fifty four, fifty six years old. Whatever you said, man. What else is she gonna do? Call the cops. I agree. I think it's smart. Get the law involved. Let's see what we can do. Maybe. Yeah. It is. It is a little sketchy. Here's a here's a gray area here. I hope she didn't give that guy name to the cops. Because if that's the case, then uh, you start getting into some real real messed up shit here. Yeah, she's a rat. <laughs> She oh, ratted man. the guy out. If she ratted the guy out for uh, paying a little too much for a dime bag, dumb Nate, dumbest Nate, worst Nate, pickable <laughs> Nate, not even like, not even dumb Nate. It's just a fucking worst Nate of all. So, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that. If she she turned the guy in for for overpaying, I think yeah, she fucked up. Dumb Nate, worst Nate, whatever you want to call it. If she didn't give the name, she's just trying to get her money back. Thought maybe like the Better Business Bureau <laughs> could get involved. I think maybe smart play because that's thinking with your head. That's that's checking all your options. Uh, how is she supposed to get her money back if she doesn't tell the police the guy's name? Just more like maybe she would be reimbursed by the Better <laughs> Business Bureau or someone like that. I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to update. I think for obvious reasons, you don't call the cops when you're illegally buying something. It would be under. No, it wouldn't be. I was gonna say it would be understandable if she was buying like Adderall or some like prescription drug, as if she just didn't realize that you're not supposed to sell this. You know, which I guess you could make the argument that you know med- medical marijuana is a thing now, but definitely not in Missouri. It's not a thing. Um, actually, I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that it's not a thing. Probably so. So uh, yeah. There's a dumb Nate through and through. If you're gonna if you're gonna call yep. in this situation when you realize you got ripped off by the guy, if you do want to be like, fuck that guy, I'm gonna screw him over, then send in an anonymous call about a guy dealing drugs and they'll show up at his house and boom. That are you just threatening a guy, I'm gonna call the cops on your house. I think either one of those is bad. those are those are terrible options. 
Those are bad options. Those are not good. Right. I, I've skills. never dealt with a drug dealer before, so it's probably a terrible option. I, I, don't, I don't either. I don't either. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like, it's not uh, It's not a good thing to do. So, all right. Mm-hmm. I think we move on a little bit here. Let's do the LOA member of the week. All right. Who's the LOA member of the week? Shit. Do you, do you have one? Uh, No. All right, let's do. We're not at the board. Let's do Bobby. 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 I want to do Bobby. LOA He's member, LOA of, the member week. of the week. Bobby. Even though right. I know he won't listen to the podcast, even though he could uh, at the at the factory tonight or, or the lead 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 pond or wherever he's working, I know he could definitely listen to, <laughs> it, but he probably won't. But yeah, so what do we let's run through what we know about Bobby? What do we know about Bobby? Uh, he works at a lead factory or lead lead uh batteries or some shit. <laughs> Does something with batteries, works the night shift. Um works the night shift, up, hard worker, hard worker, we know that. Diligent guy. B D boy. B D B boy for sure. Uh and uh, most importantly, the worst trader in LOA history. He's one of the worst. He's known for getting bad deals. He's doing himself making too many trades. Way too many trades. That reminds me of a stay clued, though. Stay clued is, as a funny little prank, two of the BDB boys, Keller and Bobby, switched GroupMe accounts. They traded GroupMe accounts and had PlayStation PSIDs or whatever. So now Keller is making all these crazy trades, making like 12 trades in the first two weeks. Bobby, meanwhile, <laughs> Hey, he's just trying to get rid of a couple old guys, the, the defensive tackle and some, oh, yeah, and a rookie QB that nobody's heard of. So, you know, he's he's, he's pumping the brakes, making your prophecy come true. Yeah, yeah, uh, appreciate that one. As far as, By the way, where, who is that QB? Like, I had no idea he showed up in, like, a trade or something that I don't think got approved, but I was like, who in the fuck is this guy? Because he's, like, a 75 overall rookie quarterback. I've no never, never heard seen of him. him. And never heard is. of him. Never heard of him. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But uh what would you say comes to mind when you think of Bobby's uh match skills? I think he's a pretty good player. Not not a bad player by any means. Yeah, playing Matt, better than, than we are. Uh, it's pretty easy to play better than we are right now. But I would say Madden skills But then again, he doesn't have a curse. He doesn't have a Madden curse. That's like, true. A you know performing curse. He's not fighting through that adversity that we are. Um, yeah, I would say he's – I mean, he's a solid Madden player. He's made playoffs a few times. I think he's just – he just overreacts way too much. He overreacts to a loss and just ships off his team, and then all of a sudden now he can't, whatever, play defense because he traded all his defensive players for third-round picks. And then once the draft rolls around, he'll trade those players for players that were older and worse than the players he traded away in the first place. So, I mean, his Madden skills, I think they're up there. They're solid. He just – he needs that mentality. He, he just breaks he's down. A he's, a hire, and he's a hire, like, a consultant. Just hire somebody yeah. to kind of, like, manage the roster for him. Let him do the plan. You know. I will say, shout out to Bobby. I, I did beat Bobby in head-to-head. I got to gotta claim my wins head-to-head when I can get them. But he made a great comeback. <laughs> Almost came back and won when I was up pretty big. But I got to get my head-to-head wins when I can, especially because I can't win a league game. But 
Yeah, I think uh, what's one thing about Bobby that no one knows that we think is true? You go first, Shammy. Ooh, man, put me on the spot. Um, shit. Something nobody knows about Bobby that we think is true. I think Bobby... Bobby has a wife and six kids. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just punching that clock at the lead factory to support his family to put his kids through college. (laughs) Wow. That's that's deep. My my fact is I don't think Bobby works at the lead factory. I don't think he works at night. I don't think he works in the lead mine. I think he has some job during the day that he's too ashamed to, like, tell people about. So he just says he works at night. It's a lead factory for lead mine. And, uh, you know, basically, I don't know. No, no, I don't know what he does. It could be just something like, I feel like here's what it is. This is it. I just got it. He's made fun of Keller so much for working at McDonald's. He always gave shit for it. But he works at McDonald's. Has worked there for, like, seven years. And that's. (laughs) That's the whole deal. He's scared to come clean to Kelly, even though they swap uh-huh. PSN and group me again. But yeah, he's scared to come clean to him. He basically doesn't want uh, don't want him to know. But yeah, he does not work at night. And so basically, mm-hmm. what he, how he, you know, the reason he don't, he plays during the day, he plays on his lunch break. He's a manager. He can take his lunch break whenever the fuck he wants. Get to the game up in the morning. The guy like he's home from work. I want to change my. Mine is that Bobby is actually basically like Will from Goodwill Hunting, where he's a he's a janitor, but he's only a janitor because he says fuck the system and he solves math problems in the middle of the night. And he's actually a genius. We just don't see we don't get to see where his his picture of his managing his team takes him because we don't we're not in it for the long haul. We always end up redrafting or something. And so that's that's what's going on there. He's Goodwill Hunter. So you, so what you're saying there is, if, if we ever allowed it to play out over like seven, eight, nine seasons, it wouldn't be a contest. He'd be running through the fucking league. Absolutely. He's just wow. so next that's, level. Yeah. That's deep. That is crazy. <laughs> I never thought about it, but now that you say it, it makes perfect sense. I agree. I agree with that one too. <laughs> so we learned a lot about Bobby. And uh, now it's time for our last segment. We're going to only do three segments here. Uh, and the uh, last segment we're going to do is going to be a history lesson. We always love the history lesson. Everybody loves history class. Now, normally I'm going to try to make it something about group me, something about LOA if possible, uh, you know, our little bad leagues and various uh, side leagues and things like that. But now I want to tell you a story that has nothing to do with that. It's just a good story I have. And I really just had no other opportunity to tell you in the chat or, uh, you know, like anywhere else. So I'm just going to tell you on here, and we're going to get into the history lesson right now. If I could save time in a bottle First thing that I'd like to do Is to save every day Till eternity passes away 
just to spend them with you. If I could make days last forever, if words could make wishes come true. All right, time for the history lesson. All right, so this is a story about when I went to uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, about two weeks ago for a wedding for one of my good friends. Uh, great time, beautiful city, fast-paced city, a fast-paced place. <laughs> Much faster pace than I'm used to down in uh, Mississippi. But I still fit in right with the uh, big city, big business crowd. But the story I want to tell is about uh, me going into one of the most miraculous places I've ever been, the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. And if you've ever been in there, it's a lot of amazing things to behold, from uh, fossils of sharks so big, uh, 6'4", human like me, could stand in the jaws of the shark. Or you'd have a, uh, you know, a giant squid that's been pushed out all the way across in this little tank thing. Uh, you know, a lot of amazing stuff like that. And uh, it would amaze anyone to go in there. But me not and take a uh, little hit of LSD and uh, go into the Museum of Natural History. So the story begins as I left uh, eating breakfast at the uh, Lincoln's Pancake Shop right outside Ford Theater for you history buffs. And uh, as I walked down the street and see the Smithsonian ahead, I decided to pop the little tab in my mouth. And as I did, my friend and his girlfriend, who I was with, said, hey, look behind you. And I turned around, and literally I'm standing on the corner right outside the U.S. Attorney General's office. Jeff Sessions, the mortal enemy of any man who enjoys a good toke, a briefer, the man who said himself that any person who smoked marijuana is not a good person. No good person has ever smoked marijuana. So taking a little time of acid in front of his office was sweet. But uh, the party really got cranked up when we got inside, and, uh, you know, it took a little while to kick in, but once it did, it really uh, hit me like a little train, a little choo-choo train, and I'm in there looking at all this stuff. You know, it's just fascinating stuff that would really be amazing anyway, but I'd be sitting there looking at something that uh, maybe like this this meteorite, a piece of a giant meteorite that they had in there, so it open, and I'm sitting there staring at it, and just all of a sudden I snap out and realize, like, hey, man, you're, you're tripping. What are you doing? Somebody's probably looking at you thinking, what's wrong with this guy? Turn around and look. Nobody's looking at me. They're all doing the same thing. They're all staring at the, the giant squids and the meteorite pieces, the fossils, crazy shit. It's amazing. You don't have to be tripping to be staring at the stuff like a, like a, with your, your jaw open. So, yeah, a couple times that would happen where I would be kind of like snap out of it and think everybody was looking at me, but they really weren't. But then there were times where I'd be looking at something like that, and I'd turn around, and there'd be 60 people within like three feet of me and start being like, oh, my gosh, i got to get out of here. Um, and I did go outside a few times. Every time, every once in a while, I'd go step outside and have a little sick break and uh, try to clear my head. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really crazy experience. Another another crazy thing that happened in there was one time I was sitting there looking at a. a there was all these. All these what? Uh, all these what? Uh oh. Like a huge Uh-oh. geology. There's like a huge. Hang on, you were cutting off there. Uh oh. I'm getting off the beach path now. I'm almost to my lake house, so it could get kind of sketchy through here. Maybe we just wrap up the story with the last little bit here, is that later in the day when I asked my buddy about it, I was like, so, you know, I think the trip through the Smithsonian went pretty well. I think everything went good. 
He said, yeah. He said, you know, I could tell there were a few times where it really hit you hard because I'd, I'd be walking and I'd hear you behind me. You'd be going, whew. <laughs> <laughs> so basically like a noise that my grandfather makes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it was a, it was a crazy experience. I, w- I would recommend it, but at the same time, I would never recommend it. It was very overwhelming, and I was very but uh, it definitely is a unique experience. If you ever get a chance to do it, you should possibly try it. Uh, don't think about <laughs> it necessarily, but you should possibly try it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the end of the history lesson. And like I said, it was just a story I kind of wanted to get on my chest. I thought some of you might enjoy. Uh, it was a it was a cool cool experience to have. But that's pretty much the end of the show. Like I said, I'm getting close to my destination, and, and we did want to make it a little bit shorter of an episode tonight. Because it is Friday night, we know a lot of you gremlins and goblins are about to go get out to the mischievous nightlife. So we thought maybe you could put on this quick little, you know, 30, 35 minute episode. And, uh, you know. Hey, man. Oh, whoa. Whoa, we, we better get out that, of here. That's one, first, that's one of the first times I've had it done to me. Not expecting it, I gotta say. To all our guests and listeners, I'm sorry for your eardrums. That hurts. <laughs> all I right. can't imagine what it's like when I turned it up all the way to 11 last week. Oh, Jesus, that was terrible. It was it was bad, man. Um, all right. Well, I, I I think it's been a great show, Shammy. Hopefully the audio was, was was decent. Like I said, I've been in the car. Hopefully we haven't dropped off in here, but we're still here. Hadn't got pulled over. Successful show, in my opinion. Yeah, went well. A nice little quick hit for everyone tonight, this Friday, to hold them over till next week. Hopefully our uh, our schedules match up a little better next week so we can get a full-blown show out for everyone, get ourselves a guest coming in to the bird's nest. Uh, please trip responsibly, everyone, if you're going to. And uh, That's right. Oh. All right, let's get out of here. Oh, that's it. That's it. The Rick and Science, roll back. Please report to the balance floor.